right, as Charles E. Schumer would say, buckle up. Here we are at the beginning of what is assured to be another massive news week for the whole entire country and the world. Welcome along, Monday edition, Philip Ward Show. Well, what happened over the weekend? We have to start there by a vote of 57 Donald J. Trump, former president of the United States, was acquitted to the surprise of absolutely no one, even though there's some whack jobs on the left that are, are so outright, they cannot believe that Donald Trump was acquitted. Oh, those Republicans, how dare they do this? They're seditionists and they're traitors, and Donald Trump incited an insurrection. Remember the left's three favorite words now, incitement, insurrection, and impeachment. Now, the seven Republicans, though, that voted with the Democrats, what are you doing? That's what I don't know. What do you have any part doing in the Republican Party? And we'll get to all that in a second, but if you get a chance to, why don't you ask, and, and, and this is something that I've done myself, I do have Democrat friends, and I've asked them, well, what part of Donald Trump's speech from January 6th, and their eyes will absolutely light up because January 6th, oh my goodness, it was the worst day in American history ever. Oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we almost lost the Capitol, oh my God. What part of the speech, though, specifically incited that insurrection? And I almost guarantee, well, well, all of it did. Well, well, the last four years did. Well, he's a criminal. And, and they're never going to give you one specific answer because they don't have it. And this is be, this is where I have a great a great deal of concern in the left. The left are becoming, and these are not only just Democrats themselves, because well, Democrats really take their orders from Nancy Pelosi and Charles E. Schumer. I wouldn't even throw Joe Unity Biden in there. Probably uh, Kamala Harris has more say than Biden. Um, but, you know, they get their these ideas in their heads, but it's not their own. You know, there's no free thinking on the left side of the aisle. Well, incitement of uh, uh, insurrection. That's all you've heard since January 6th happened. You know, we're, we're well past a month now of hearing it, but no one gets off of that boat. It, every single news anchor says the same exact thing, every single Democrat politician, and then that gets funneled all the way down into the minds of actual Democrats. And they never have a real answer for you at all. So my concern with them is the fact that they're losing the ability to freely think. Democrats don't have their own ideas anymore. And if they do, well, it's usually based on a lie. I mean, the Democrat Party is all based on fabrications and lies. Well, what do they say? Republicans are the party of racism, right? Well, hold on a minute, because the KKK was the militarized wing of the Democrat Party. And as far as slavery goes, well, this the left hates this, and every time they get reminded of it, they lose their minds. Abraham Lincoln was a Republican. The Republican Party is called the Party of Lincoln for a reason, because he was one of the greatest, not only Republican presidents ever, but he was one of the greatest American presidents ever. It was Abraham Lincoln who freed the slaves, despite what universities now are going to try and tell you. I know that because I sat in a class where that's what the narrative began. I said, hold on, wait a minute here. That's not true. Everything I've learned throughout school and then read throughout history indicates it was Lincoln that freed the slaves. But this is becoming a massive problem now in schools and, and, and more particularly in colleges. But we'll get to wokeness um a little later on as the program uh develops 
Now, what we have just uh, today, we got growing calls for formation of a commission to fully investigate events of January 6th. And the Republicans want answers from Nancy Pelosi on her security decisions that led up to the Capitol riot. Well, I don't see Nancy Pelosi even wanting to give Republicans answers. Did you see the tantrum that she threw the fit on Saturday after Donald Trump was acquitted? She was like a little child just randomly throwing out there, well, Republicans are cowardice. How dare these cowardice senators do this? Well, there was never a case in the first place. And by the way, Mitch McConnell, in his speech that he gave, just completely trying to hit Donald Trump as hard as he possibly could. Well, even he indicated that. And even Mitch McConnell voted for acquittal. And again, why? Because there is no particular line. There is no specific phrase. Nothing. No single word. No group of words. No sentence in Donald Trump's speech on January 6th that incited an insurrection. Every single thing, we have news reporting, CNN themselves, the Washington Post, the FBI, all reporting that this was pre-planned. So that's why Republicans wanna know, what did Nancy Pelosi know? What did Mitch McConnell know? And what did they do about it? I'm not gonna go down a conspiracy theory path but do you really put it past the democrats to incite this insurrection themselves the old saying goes and it always holds up is that democrats whatever they're accusing republicans of doing or have done is exactly what they are doing now does that scare me with this biden administration of course it does i mean joe biden is so compromised by china it's unbelievable no one was more excited of a joe biden presidency of the thought of a joe biden presidency than hunter biden because he knew he was going to make out like a bandit probably even more so than he did when joe was just the vice president but i don't i i think it's going to be a long time if we ever see a commission report because what i believe is that Nancy Pelosi and a lot of the Democrats are terribly afraid to see what's going to come out from this. I think they're afraid of the actual truth. And if the American people see how incompetent Pelosi and McConnell were, and and, and listen, I don't know why it happened. I don't, is it, how can we not have the most top level, most secure building that should be the united states capitol how can this ever possibly happen well there had to have been a failure of leadership somewhere and i'm never gonna say that democrats don't fail the american people they do every single day and on top of nancy pelosi that's being seen as well with andrew cuomo governor of new york city and that's it and like i said this is a topic now that we need to stay on and continue and continue and continue to report on. Because I think in Cuomo's head right now that he's going to get away with this. And by the way, he gives this press conference today and it was typical Cuomo. Blame everybody else. And Fredo Cuomo, his brother, Chris Cuomo, uh, tonight, prime time, I don't even know what the show is called on CNN. Now, after Friday when uh, all, all the uh, nursing home scandal was breaking, he didn't mention a thing about it. How can this guy be considered a serious journalist? How can he be an ethical journalist if he doesn't want to mention the biggest, most scandalous story of the day? Just because it's about his brother? I, aren't you supposed to separate personal life from professional life but he didn't do that he pelosi's calling republicans the coward chris cuomo 
is the biggest coward in the media. What's he afraid of? Is his brother going to get mad at him for actually calling out something that's a scandal? And by the way, the New York Times report from Letitia James that they published, New York severely undercounted virus deaths in nursing homes. Well, the New York Times are the biggest fans of Andrew Cuomo, one of his biggest supporters. Now, the New York Post, which is has more of a conservative lean to it, well, they've been the ones who have been hammering away at Cuomo. They're out with another uh, piece that we're going to get to shortly in the program today. But even the New York Times, though, criticizing Cuomo. So how is it that Fredo Cuomo on CNN doesn't? And we'll, and, and, uh, we'll get to more of the Cuomo stuff as, you know, a lot of foreshadowing here. I got, like I said, it's a, it's a breaking news day. It's, it's, it's tough to sort of fit everything together, um, in a program as such, but we try to go ahead and do that. So the New York Times, though, is out with an op-ed today. Impeachment's over. Bring on the criminal investigations. So wait a minute. Donald Trump is not the president anymore. I don't know if this uh, memo has gotten to the media yet, but it sure they sure still treat Donald Trump as if he's the president. I saw a headline over the weekend, and I believe it was in the Daily Mail, saying Donald Trump, after being acquitted, is, is playing golf. So the headline could have been, Private Citizen Plays Golf. And that was all part of it. And McConnell alluded to it um, in his speech. But anyway, let me give you the background and the details of impeachment. Uh, Fox News headline, seven Republican senators vote to convict Trump on incitement charge. Now, the, the most surprising vote uh, of guilty, if you're asking me, came from Richard Burr of North Carolina. I don't know where his head was at, why he did it, um, but, you know, it, I, I guess he felt as though Donald Trump was guilty. Now, of course, the other ones, Cassidy, who's been sort of swaying towards guilty all um, throughout the week and throughout the trial. Oh, and by the way, about the trial, you know, Castor and Vanderveen, who destroyed CBS News and the entire mainstream media, this weekend, uh, Michael Vanderveen did. Actually, while I'm on the topic of it, let me see. Um, I swear I had his quote here uh, from Vanderveen. Ah, uh, oh, here it is right here. Quote, Me the media in this country wants to divide this country because they're bloodthirsty for ratings. I couldn't agree with a sentence any more than that. There are one of the biggest problems in this country, the mainstream media. That's exactly what they want to do. They want people to watch their channel, watch their anchors, listen to their opinion. And when it's reported, think that it's news coverage. And it's not. Now, they also said that the political rhetoric, probably you got to uh, take it down a notch. Well, I'd agree with that. But listen. Political rhetoric, and I think that their argument was right on the money. And by the way, they won the case, so it must have been good. When they say that political speech is protected by the First Amendment. Now, that doesn't mean you have to be, you know, you have to attack every single day as the Democrats do. And listen, Republicans do it back as well. So, yeah, I agree with some of the sentiments of taking it down a notch, but I would encourage Republicans to just don't back down. That's what I saw with these seven Republican senators. And I'm also going to throw Mitch McConnell on that list as well, because his speech on the Senate floor after he voted for acquittal was beyond disgusting. There is now a clear choice in the Republican Party. It's as clear as day to see it. It, are Republicans and conservatives going to go down the path of Mitch McConnell and have Republicans be the minority party? Even with Mitch McConnell as Senate Majority Leader, Republicans were still the minority party in this country. Well, why do you say that, Philip? Well, it's real simple. Republicans don't want to take on the mainstream media. 
even when they have the power to do it. They would they they're in this place now. And I, I think it's more of a, a thought process and it's in their mind kind of thing that we should be the minority party. We don't want to write law. We don't want to make legislation. We don't want to have to change policies. We want to sit in our seat, do nothing about it, try and oppose the Democrat Party as best as we possibly can, not make a lot of waves, continue to get reelected, and collect our paycheck. That is Mitch McConnell wrapped into one. Now, I will give him credit. I thought he was uh, extremely strong when it came to nominating Supreme Court justices and getting them through the process and getting them confirmed. I think he was great as far as the the, uh, the whole of the amount of judges, the federal judges that he got um, appointed and confirmed. But again, you had to have Donald Trump to do that. Now it's clear to see that Mitch McConnell just used Donald Trump. And does he care about Republican voters? I really don't think so. I mean, there's, it, it, it's tough to differentiate between Republican voters and conservative voters. Conservative voters will get a lot more angry than Republican voters. Republican voters are going to vote straight down the line Republican every single time and why is that listen the values don't change republicans believe in individual liberty and economic opportunity and limited government personal responsibility and security at home and abroad those are the five principles that brought uh that gave republicans the power for the first time in 40 years in 1994 following newt gingrich and the contract with america but conservatives care a lot about this country and if the republicans that they voted for because again republicans uh line up more with uh conservative uh values and what they think and who they want to vote for if they see republicans not acting as they want them to not voting the way that they want them to then guess what they're going to be out conservatives are not afraid to straight up flat out reject Republicans in the Senate, Republicans in the House. Now, Mitch McConnell has been nothing short of a weak leader since January 6th, since I'll even go back to December 14th when they were counting the electoral votes. I think Mitch McConnell was weak. You would not, I can almost guarantee you, you would not have seen the same mood coming from Charles E. Schumer if roles were reversed. McConnell, I believe there's a part of Mitch McConnell that is terrified, not only of the Democrat Party, but of the mainstream media. And another thing that, uh, another part of McConnell that I think he's afraid of, and this is probably more important than just the media and the Democrat Party, is Mitch McConnell is terrified of the Trump base. He's terrified because Donald Trump brought a winning mentality to the presidency. And he grabbed onto the Republican Party and said, guess what? You're coming with me. Obviously, I can't work with them on that side of the aisle because anytime Republicans do reach across the aisle, extend their hand to Democrats, they just go further to the left. So he said, you know what? You're, you think more closely, uh, more similarly to me than they do. So guess what? You are coming with me. But there was always pushback. In 2016, when Republicans got not the, only the presidency, but the House and maintained the majority in the Senate, Paul Ryan didn't want any part of the Trump agenda. And why is that? Because he was afraid of the mainstream media. He was afraid of the Democrat Party. Why? Why are Republicans so afraid? Donald Trump isn't. Mitch McConnell sure is. All those, you know, the, even the Lindsey Graham type. Now, Lindsey Graham has, again, I mean, this guy changes so often. This guy's a chameleon. Believe that's the right animal. But goodness me. I mean, now, now he's out there. Now he's back to praising Donald Trump again when he was on the Senate floor. Then I, I prayed that Donald Trump would win. He didn't. And it's over. And we need to move on. He's almost in tears on the Senate floor. So Republicans need to get strong. 
and realize that Mitch McConnell is not the guy going forward. Not even close. You know, there's a part of me that really would put him right into this group of Richard Burr and Cassidy and Collins and Murkowski and Romney and Sass and Toomey. He might as well have voted to uh, 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 voted that Donald Trump was guilty. I mean, the speech that he gave was ridiculous. Listen, I got excerpts here about McConnell's speech. This, this is what he said. Former President Trump's actions preceding the riot were a disgraceful dereliction of duty. How? Where? What actions? What part of the speech incited the insurrection? Answer that, Mitch. Let me put that as he said. The House accused the former president of, quote, incitement. That is a specific term for the criminal law. Well, we went through that on this program. Nothing in Donald Trump's speech rises to the level of incitement. Nothing. So let me put that aside for a moment and reiterate something I said weeks ago. There is no question that President Trump is practically and morally responsible for provoking the events of that day. Then just vote guilty, Mitch. Show your party that you don't care about your voters. That you want to get your seat in the Senate. It doesn't matter if he's minority or majority leader. He will always think of himself as the minority leader. That's the position he likes to be in. Remember when he said, winners make policies and losers go home? Well, it turns out that that's not true at all for McConnell. Losers sit in the Senate, don't do a whole lot of good for the people of Kentucky. It's not even the best Republican senator from Kentucky anymore. I would give that trophy to Rand Paul, who shows more fight, more strength than Mitch McConnell. Remember, it was McConnell who was the leader of the Republican Party when having to negotiate the $900 billion stimulus bill. When all that aid went to foreign countries instead of the American people, Mitch McConnell had his hand in that cookie jar. He was the one negotiating with Schumer and trying to negotiate with Pelosi and all the Democrats in the House. I don't have any trust in Mitch McConnell. No faith in him whatsoever. He's your typical D.C. establishment swamp creature that doesn't have the best interests of the American people on the top of his mind. He doesn't even have the best interests of the Republican Party on his mind. So why is he still our leader? Why don't we have another Senate leader? Someone who's strong, such as Rand Paul or Ted Cruz or Josh Hawley. I mean, there's so many to choose from. Why is it McConnell still? It's time for him to, he, 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 I, listen, I don't want to say he should resign, but I, I'm teetering onto that phrase. I don't want him as the leader anymore. And I guarantee you, there's a ton of conservatives and Republicans out there that feel the exact same way about cocaine Mitch. Now listen to this. This is part of his uh, speech. The people who stormed this building believe they were acting on the wishes and, and instructions of their president. So you can see what Mitch McConnell's doing. He's trying to create this divide now between his establishment Republicans and Donald Trump and Donald Trump's supporters. Quote, it was obvious that only President Trump could end this. A mob assaulting the Capitol in his name. These criminals were carrying his banners, hanging his flags, and screaming their loyalty to him. The president did not act swiftly. He did not do his job. He did not, he didn't take steps so federal law could be faithfully executed and order restored. Where were you, Mitch? Why wasn't the Capitol properly secured what did you know what were your actions on that day what did nancy pelosi know those are questions that they have got to answer 
By the way, they talk about the loyalty that Trump supporters have to him. Have you ever seen a Mitch McConnell rally where people are chanting at Mitch McConnell, we love you? Nothing like that. Continuously, over and over, he said the president, Trump, Trump banners, beating cops, breaching perimeters. The president did half-heartedly begin calling for peace. What did he say? What, when, what part did he not use the word peace? He said peacefully, patriotically protest. McConnell just forgets about that. 74 million Americans did not invade the Capitol. Several hundred rioters did. 74 million Americans did not engineer the campaign of disinformation and rage that provoked it. This sounds like it could be from a Democrat. And at this point in time, that's uh, Mitch McConnell, is he, is he any different from a Democrat? You know, you, you see these swamp establishment creatures in the Senate and in the House who just linger and stay and, and, and will never, ever leave politics. At what point in time do, do we have term limits? You know, does that... I believe if term limits were implemented and, uh, you know, there's a part of me that that can't, you know, really endorse term limits because, again, I think that that takes away uh, part of the will of the American people. Mitch McConnell is continuously voted into the Senate by the people of Kentucky. Same thing for Maxine Waters in California. I'm going to take Trump out tonight, Maxine Waters and Pete 45. Pelosi, by the people of California. Eric Swalwell, who says God herself. What an idiot he well and truly is. But the people of California keep voting him in. Same with Adam Schiff. I mean, these people hate the United States of America. Charles E. Schumer. I've never given him a single vote, and I will never give Charles E. Schumer a vote. But the majority of the people of New York continuously vote for this guy. So, but it, would term limits keep our politicians honest? Maybe. I would hope so. But you can, it's, it's, on the, it's on our side. It's on the Democrat side. Something's got to change. Who knows all the deals that these people do behind the scenes? And McConnell, presidents are not immune from being held accountable by either one. I believe the Senate was right not to grab the power the Constitution does not give us. The Senate was right not to entertain some light speed sham process to try to outrun the loss of jurisdiction. It says on January 6th, we returned our post, certified the election uncowed. And since then, we resisted the clamor to defy our own constitutional guardrails in hot pursuit of a particular outcome. Listen to this. The Senate's decision does not condone anything that happened on or before that terrible day. It simply shows that senators did what the former president failed to do. We put our constitutional duty first. I'm just like, Mitch, at this point in time, just get out of the party. My goodness gracious. I mean, honestly, I, I, I am so sick and tired of seeing the Republican Party being run by Mitch McConnell who is not a strong Republican. I mean, you can just see, look at the way that Donald Trump talks. Look at how much energy, look at how much spirit Donald Trump has. He has so much belief in everything he says. Mitch McConnell, I don't believe that to be the case anymore. Listen, he's, he's, he's 10 times better than Charles E. Schumer. I'll give him that. But, you know, just to say 10 times is probably... um. You know, giving him too much credit for how he's operating right now. It's just, to me, I, I couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe that this guy McConnell would, and remember, Donald Trump just received, and he alluded to it in his speech, 74 million Americans voted for Donald Trump. Who do you think those 74 million Americans are going to go with, Mitch? Because guess what? The majority of them, and by the way, this right now, this feud between McConnell and Trump and which path most conservatives are going to go down is not good for the party. Where's, by the way, where's Kevin McCarthy? Is he going to intervene and say anything to McConnell? 
I mean, he went down and spoke to Trump, but I, I, he just lets Mitch McConnell go, right? Now, I don't see much fighting Kevin McCarthy either. either. I, this Republican Party right now, it needs for us to win elections going forward. And remember, we have, we have uh, next year in November 2022, that is do or die. That is an election that we dare not lose. Remember, we're on defense now, okay? If Democrats continue to uh, control the House, continue to control the Senate next year, good Lord knows what's going to happen to this country. I mean, we're already on the precipice. We're already teetering on the edge. And Democrats want us to go over that edge. This is a Democrat party now that knows no bounds. This Democrat party, nothing they do should surprise anyone anymore. The lengths that they're going to go to. And you know what? The Republicans are at fault for some of that because they refuse to fight back. They just get trampled on any single time it comes to the me. Listen, you have to get out there, stand up, be strong, be courageous. Fight back against our mainstream media. You think they're so dishonest? Tell them that they're dishonest. Just like Vanderveen did. And by the way, he was a lawyer. He's not an elected politician. No one elected him to that position. But at least he's out there fighting back. There's very few conservatives that want to fight back. The Republican Party is comfortable. That's one of the biggest issues in the party. They're comfortable right now with being the minority. In fact, I would even say maybe they want it to be the minority party. We have a ruling party and then we have the Republican Party. Look at how, if you think about this, this is so dangerous for our country, what we're going through right now. Democrats have control of the House. Democrats have control of the Senate. Democrats have control of the presidency. Democrats have control of our media. They have control of our colleges, our universities. There is a one party ruling now. And we have another party that refuses to fight back. But Donald Trump comes around, that's what he does. He fights back against the Democrats, against the mainstream media, against these institutions, plotting and planning to take down conservatives these are the people that say oh well those trump supporters they should probably go to re-education camps or debathification and like that's how they think about us well what did democrats truly feel about conservatives biden they're all they're ugly domestic terrorists you know they're bitter and they cling to religion and they cling to guns that's barack hussein obama or Hillary Clinton, there's, you know, they're irredeemable. You can put half of those Trump supporters in a, they're a basket of deplorables. You got the media. Oh, with their elitists and geography and reading and lattes. And look at them, says Anderson Cooper. Look at them, and they're, they're going to go back to the Olive Garden and the Marriott and the Holiday Inn. And they're going to think that they did well for themselves. That's how the media and the Democrat Party think about us. There's no cooperating with these people. There's no compromise. There's nothing. We have to fight. Just like Donald Trump said, fight. Just like every single Democrat said in the montage that the Trump attorneys played. Fight, 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 fight like hell. Well, Mitch McConnell is not a fighter. He's never been. And he never will be. The path, it, listen, why are conservatives so frustrated? Well, we have the Democrat Party that wants to stab us in the front. But then the Republican Party stabs us in the back. Whichever way we're turned, we're getting stabbed. So then we had a leader in Donald Trump that would actually fight back and was actually brave enough to do so. Donald Trump did not have to run for president. He didn't have to basically waged this all-out war against all these institutions, but he did. He had the perfect life. He could have done what he's doing now. Play golf in Mar-a-Lago and, you know, maybe 
you know, spend some cash here or there, give money to political uh, politicians all throughout the country, whoever he thinks has the best interest of the American people. He could do that. You know, he could be a Republican donor, but he didn't. He threw his hat in the ring. He gave back to a country that gave him so much. And those are his words, not mine. He went on an agenda and a path to make America great again. And if anyone stepped in his way, you had to get out. Enough, of, enough is enough of that. Enough putting America second, which is what Mitch McConnell wants to do, which is what establishment Republicans want to do. There's no room for that anymore in the Republican Party. The time to fight is now. And Mitch McConnell, to me, just wants to roll over. Has he ever had a rally where people chant, we love you? No. Has he had happen to uh, him what happened with Donald Trump today? By the way, it's President's Day. Uh, happy President's Day. Has he ever had this, though, where people are literally lined up outside of Mar-a-Lago after Donald Trump, remember, former President Donald Trump, is leaving from playing golf. There's just this, like, parade, this crowd of Trump supporters, of people supporting the person that they believe should legally be their president. Does anyone do that for McConnell? No. Because no one wants to follow the path that Mitch McConnell is leading the Republican Party down. He even had pushback from Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham. So he was on with uh, Chris Wallace yesterday. Chris Wallace. Fake news Chris Wallace. Piece of trash Democrat Chris Wallace. Senator, let me ask you. Have you spoken to President Trump since the acquittal yesterday? And if so, what was his reaction? Well, Graham says, yeah. Yeah, I spoke with him last night. He was grateful to his lawyers. He appreciated the help that all of us provided. And now he's ready to move on and rebuild the Republican Party. For him to rebuild the Republican Party, for it to be Donald Trump, who remains the leader of the Republican Party going forward, Mitch McConnell has got to get out of the way. It's as simple as that. Listen, save your seat in Kentucky. Be a senator. Vote with the Republican, or maybe not. Who knows? He'll probably vote with the other seven Republicans. And thank goodness that Burr is uh, retiring. I believe uh, Cassidy might be as well. I might have that wrong. Um, you know, but e either way, you get it. It's besides the point. Anyway, Lindsey Graham says, though, he wants to rebuild the Republican Party. He's excited about 2022, and I'm going to go down with him uh, next week, uh, play a little golf in Florida. And I said, Mr. President, this MAGA movement needs to continue. So it seems to me like Lindsey Graham is going down the path of Donald Trump. And by the way, Lindsey Graham, I give him a lot of criticism. I mean, I, I think he changes his colors almost every other week. You know, you never know what Lindsey Graham is going to do. But I have to tell you what, Lindsey Graham is a very intelligent guy. All right, he really is. I do give him credit there. I think he's understanding now that for Republicans to win, for Republicans to have power, and again, what drives people? What really drives politicians? Politicians are driven by three things, and this uh, correlates with people as well. Money, sex, and power. That's what drives them on. What drives Lindsey Graham. Lindsey Graham saying that this MAGA movement needs to continue shows that he is with Donald Trump, not Mitch McConnell. We need to unite the party. How can you unite it, though, when McConnell doesn't want it to be united? He is so bloodthirsty for power that he needs to be the leader of the Republican Party. That's what he needs in his life. He's mad at some folks, but I understand that, Graham said about Trump. My goal is to win in 2022 Stop the most radical agenda I've seen coming out of the Democratic presidency of Joe Biden. We can't do that, listen to this now, without Donald Trump. So he's ready to hit the trail, and I'm ready to work with him. So Chris Wallace, and it, listen, this is a solid um, follow-up by Wallace. Let me ask you about one person 
that he might be mad at. And tell me if he is or isn't, Mitch McConnell, who made a curious speech yesterday in which he basically said the president's guilty, but that the Senate doesn't have the power to convict, to act against a former president. And uh, I think Senator McConnell's speech, he got a load off of his chest, obviously, but unfortunately he put a load on the back of Republicans. That was Graham's response. Graham continues, that speech you will see in 2022 campaigns. I would imagine if you're a Republican running in Arizona or Georgia or New Hampshire, where we have a chance to take back the Senate, they may be playing Senator McConnell's speech and asking about it as a candidate. And I imagine if you're an incumbent Republican, there are going to be people asking you, will you support Senator McConnell in the future? Lindsey Graham says, I like him, Senator McConnell. He worked well with President Trump. And again, he, did, he used Donald Trump. And then he stabbed him in the back. And he stabbed a lot of 74 million conservatives in the back as well. I think his speech is an outlier regarding how Republicans feel about all this. I felt the impeachment trial was not only unconstitutional, and he says, I condemn what happens on January 6th, but the process they used to impeach this president was an affront to the rule of law. He is the first president to ever be impeached without a lawyer, without a witness, without an ability to confront those against him, and the trial record was a complete joke. Hearsay upon hearsay. Now, this is important. This is what I like to hear from Lindsey Graham. This is being a strong Republican. This is following Trump, not following McConnell. He says, if you use this model, and again, this is the Democrat standard. Republicans didn't do this. This is all the Democrat Party. If you use this model, I don't know how Kamala Harris doesn't get impeached if the Republicans take over the House. Because she actually, and he asked the impeachment managers about this, she actually bailed out rioters, and one of the rioters went back to the streets and broke somebody's head open. Oh, the Democrat Party advocating for violence. Just another day in America. So we've opened Pandora's box here. And I'm sad for the country. Now, all of this, everything that's going on with McConnell, with Graham, with Senate Republicans right now, all leads to this. Here's the poll. And this is on the Daily Caller today. Uh, Christian Detoc writes, the latest poll from Gallup shows support for a third American political party at its highest point ever recorded. Mitch McConnell, hello. The poll surveyed 906 adults between January 29th and February 2nd and found that, and by the way, 906 adults, listen, does that speak for the whole country? No, it doesn't even speak for a whole town, for God's sake. But either way, that poll found 62% of survey participants think that the, Republic, the Republican and Democrat parties do such a poor job representing the American people that a third party is not only wanted, but is needed. Gallup began recording third party support in 2003, and the previous high point for third party support, 61%, came in September 2017. Oh, well, Donald Trump wasn't in politics back in 2003. Guess what? He was in 2017. He is now. Furthermore, 50% of participants self-identified as Republicans by far, excuse me, self-identified as independents, by far the highest mark recorded by Gallup, with Republicans and Democrats evenly splitting the remaining 50% percent this by the way is not what we need we don't need a third party we need mitch mcconnell to get out of the way of the republican party reuters wrote about this on friday prominent anti-trump republicans reject third party now uh it, that's the title of the headline the part that i'm uh focusing on is uh they write and this is absolutely right in reuters which is left wing as it gets History of a third of third party failures. Well, historically, 
third parties generally fail in U.S. elections. Absolutely true. Theodore Roosevelt, charismatic war hero, had served two previous terms as president, lost in 1912 when he ran as a progressive or Bull Moose party candidate, finishing second with more votes than the Republican candidate in a three-way race ultimately won by Democrat Woodrow Wilson. That was the last time any third-party candidate won more votes than either of the two major political parties. Ross Perot, Texas billionaire, 1992, self-finance reform party campaign earned 19% of the vote. Thank you very much, Ross Perot. You handed the presidency to Bill Clinton. Now, if you notice, whenever a third-party is involved, by the way, Senate, uh, Texas Republican Senator John Cornyn, when, when he was asked about it, more power to him, he says. So when a third party gets involved, it doesn't end well for Republicans, ever. That is not what we need. All we need, and I'll say it again, is for Mitch McConnell to get out of the way. This is Donald Trump's party now. Accept it. Sit in the Senate. Vote the way that Donald Trump wants you to vote. You, you Listen, at this point in time now, it, it is what it is, as the uh, kids say nowadays, even though, you know, I'm not uh, fully grown myself. But either way, listen, it, it, you know, it, 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 sometimes we might have to, to mirror the way that the Democrats go about it and think that, listen, if, if this is how it's going to be, you got to vote that way on down. And, and again, it, it, we just have to adapt. We need to defeat the Democrat Party. McConnell's focused on defeating Trump. Donald Trump's already been defeated. Move on, Mitch. I mean, goodness gracious. And by the way, was he defeated legally? I will never, ever adhere to that. Come on now. All right, geez, let's get into some of the news of the day now. Uh, New York Post, Cuomo blames politics, fails to address nursing home cover-up admission. Uh, the New York Post writing an unapologetic Governor Cuomo doubled down. On a litany of past excuses, Monday as he blamed politics for the spiraling scandal that's engulfed his administration since the Post revealed his top aide admitted they hid from elected officials and the public the true number of nursing home residents killed by COVID-19. Now the New York Post also writing an op-ed today. Start apologizing, Governor Cuomo, and stop the lies. Start with this, Governor. Apologize. It's as simple as that. Say sorry to the thousands of New York families that lost loved ones in a nursing home in the wake of your deadly March 25th order. Say sorry to the 20 million people of New York State whom you've been deceiving for nearly a year about the nursing home horrors. Say sorry to all those you've blamed to distract from your own guilt, from the staffers at the homes to the Federal officials you've claimed are actually responsible for that order and or your cover-up. It's up to the governor's fellow Democrats to hold him to account. If they don't, they're part of the cover-up too. This is literally what he said today. COVID did not get into the nursing homes by people coming from hospitals. Really? How did it get there then, governor? COVID got into the nursing homes by staff walking into the nursing home. He started blaming people that don't even work there coming in and repairing things and things like that and, and, and food drivers and anything that he could find other than take responsibility for himself. Now, Fredo Cuomo, right? Here's the um, article in Fox News. Cuomo brothers accused of showboating while thousands of seniors died. Chris Cuomo, who, by the way, failed to uh, even mention Andrew Cuomo. This is in Mediaite. Of course, Cuomo skips Andrew Cuomo controversy, still finds time to tweet moral lectures at Republicans. And uh, 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 Carol Markowitz, who's a columnist at the New York Post, also uh, wrote an op-ed on uh, Saturday. Cuomo didn't protect seniors from COVID-19, but it was the media that covered it up. By the way, that's exactly what happens now. This is our society. I mean, Democrats do whatever they want, and they're allowed to run free on it. I mean, you don't see Mitch McConnell fighting back on that, do you? 
Uh, some of the, I got to get some of the news of the day. This is awfully uh, 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 funny how this, awfully ironic, I should use. Minneapolis to spend $6.4 million to hire more police officers. Oh, you mean Minneapolis where they voted to defund and abolish the police? Now they need to spend $6.4 million to hire new police officers. Shows you how crazy the left is. Again, everything they say based on a lie. Everything. How about this in the Daily Mail? How woke English teachers have canceled Shakespeare because of his white supremacy. Oh, William Shakespeare, white supremacist. Now they're accusing him of misogyny, racism, and classism and are instead using his plays to lecture in toxic masculinity and Marxism. In Oregon, the Department of Education, listen to this, asking students to show their work in math class is a form of white supremacy. How about that? This is, this is what we're up against, Mitch. This is why you have to make room for Donald Trump to be the leader of the Republican Party. Axios, uh, they were interviewing uh, Kamala Harris. There was no national strategy or plan for COVID vaccinations. We're starting from scratch. That's a lie. That's what Kamala Harris says to Axios, though. So here was their original tweet, though. At a press conference last month, Fauci said, we're certainly not starting from scratch. Oh, so Fauci and Harris are contradicting one another. They delete that, though, and put this. There was no national strategy for vaccinations. We're starting from scratch, says Harris. Mike Allen, who does the interview, says, are you having to adjust your sights now of what's possible given that? We got to figure out a way. No patience for that. It can't be done, says Kamala Harris. This is what I'm talking about, folks. They have the media in their back pocket. You got to fight against it. The Lincoln Project, who have been shown to just be outright scumbags now and gay pedophiles. The Lincoln Project fundraising, at least John Weaver is. The Lincoln Project, well, and it's no better from the others either who covered up the whole entire time. Steve Schmidt now, who's resigned in shame and disgrace, who just wants to leave the national stage with millions and millions of dollars, right? Well, their fundraising page has now been shut down falling multiple reports of sexual misconduct. You have Joe Biden out there telling Americans, wear masks for COVID-19 until at least 2022. Also, Joe Biden is trying to say that you, if you're in Florida, well, you can't leave Florida or you can't go into Florida. Well, guess what? Governor Ron DeSantis, oh, and by the way, uh, I had another piece on the, Bi oh, okay, yeah, 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 it was re reported. Remember, we reported on this on Friday. T.J. Ducklow, who was a deputy press secretary. Uh, CNN, Caitlin Collins reporting over the weekend. And by the way, it's true. You know, I'm just utilizing her reporting. The White House says T.J. Ducklow has resigned. Oh, well, I thought if you treat reporters like that, that you're going to be fired on the spot. At least that's what Joe Unity Biden promised. The White House says T.J. Ducklow has resigned. We accepted the resignation of T.J. Ducklow after discussion with him this evening, says Jen Psaki. Says it was with support from chief of staff and they are committed to striving every day to meet the standard set by the president. Oh, that what that standard wearing masks? Because until 2022 and a whole another year of masks now with Joe Unity Biden. And by the way, he doesn't even remember his executive order. It is mandated. You better wear masks on federal property. And then he himself doesn't even wear a mask on federal property. By the way, our countdown is to 1,434 days left. Best governor in the state that Biden is now trying to uh, demonize. Quote, Florida schools are open. Every parent has the right to send their kids to school for in-person instruction. Those who insist on keeping the schoolhouse doors closed are ignoring evidence and placing special interest, i.e., Joe Biden is a direct shot at Joe Biden here because he uh, cares about the teachers unions more than he does actual students and kids. 
in placing special interests ahead of the best interests of children and families. Now, I have a quick personal anecdote um, on this. So I was driving this morning and I saw a sign and it was it was an elementary school and they had a sign out front. Welcome home, kids. And for some reason, it resonated with me. It just sat with me all day. And I looked and I thought back to when I was in school, when I was in elementary school, that is. And, you know, I truly thought about, gee, you know, it, 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 I, I hated going to school, but I loved seeing my friends. I look back, I loved learning. I loved, you know, the whole sort of environment of, of school. I loved having fun. I loved, you know, be, being around people. You develop much more than just education and learning, but you develop social skills. It it, it 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 just happens. It comes naturally, but you have to be there to do it. It's a second home for kids. I mean, parents play an incredible role in kids' life, probably the most important, but friends and teachers play an almost equally incredible amount. They have a, a, a major amount of say in kids' lives. You know, and, and, and by the way, look at teachers. Why, why is it, though, that we can't criticize teachers? Oh, my goodness. And they're all Democrats. They're all Democrats. 90% of teachers are Democrats. And we're just, we just allow them to spew their hatred of conservatives in the classrooms. Isn't it funny, though, that teachers always say education is the most important thing? Well, really? Because you're the people who don't want kids back in school. I mean, it, it, it just, it's, it's always hypocritical with the left, with the Democrats. How about this? Uh, just the news, John Solomon reporting. Smoking gun. Jim Comey told James Clapper. Let me get you the information behind it. FBI director Jim Comey. Uh, as far as Clapper, he was the national intelligence director. Told Clapper, now Comey, this is the FBI director, right? The head honcho of the FBI. Told Clapper that they are unable to sufficiently corroborate Steele. Then after that, remember the Steele dossier? Then he signed the FISA. Listen to this, John Solomon reporting. The very day in January... 2017, that then-FBI director, James Comey, signed a FISA surveillance warrant application declaring content from Christopher Steele's dossier had been verified. Remember, top of a FISA application, it says verified. It has to be verified. It obviously wasn't. He wrote President Obama's outgoing intelligence community chief with a very different asset did you hear my voice go there with a very different assessment of the british spies intelligence on russia collusion this is from a newly released memo comey wrote on january 12 2017 to then director of national intelligence james clapper we are not able to sufficiently corroborate the reporting well jim comey then signed off on it Comey then continued to sign off. Now remember, this all... So Comey, basically, the big point about this is now that is a smoking gun evidence email to say Comey knew that it was unver... Remember, his own words on top of this now said it's unverifiable, the Steele dossier. It's salacious. But that's still what the FBI ran with to spy on Donald Trump. They spied on his campaign. They spied on Donald Trump's transition team. And then they continued to spy on Donald Trump's presidency. It was all part, and John Solomon uh, uh, points it out in here, the FBI warned the previous summer that Hillary Clinton's campaign may have planted the false Russia collusion story as a way to vilify Trump and distract from her email scandal. And agents were about to interview Steele's primary subsource, remember that's Igor Danchenko, Brookings Institute Russian guy, who would discount 
much of the information in the dossier attributed to him as bar talk, jest, and unconfirmed rumor not worthy of official intelligence. And the larger intelligence community had decided it did not want to vouch for the Steele dossier in its official intelligence community assessment about Russian meddling in the 2016 U.S. election. Comey saying that uh, we are not able to sufficiently corroborate the reporting to include it in the body of this report. Well, then the FBI, after that, signed, uh, filed three renewal applications with the FISA court on January 12th, on April 7th, and June 29th, all in 2017. After now, now January 12th, eight days before Donald Trump becomes president, April 7th, June 29th, in the Trump presidency. And in addition to repeating the seven significant errors contained in the first FISA application and outline, we uh, John Solomon, just the news, identified 10 additional significant errors in the three renewal applications. By the way, that's corroborated by uh, Michael Horowitz, the Inspector General's report. It was all phony from the beginning. Remember now, Jim Comey's out there saying that the Republican Party needs to be burned to the ground, right? Well, that's the guy we're going to trust who was spying on the Republican candidate for president, Jim Comey, FBI director, Jim Comey. No, in no integrity. Nothing good about that man at all. It's disgusting. You know, I've said it before. It was nothing short of a miracle that Donald Trump became president in 2016, that he won the election in 2016, because he had all these forces working against him. You know, it's interesting um, enough. There's a story actually in the AP today. It's a long, long story. But here's the headline, Anatomy of a Conspiracy. With COVID, China took a leading role. It's basically about, and here I'll read an excerpt from it, from Beijing and Washington to Moscow and Tehran. So it, and it, and it has a, a, a graphic of uh, uh, President Xi, Putin, uh, Khamenei, the uh, I, Iran Supreme Leader, and then Donald Trump. So you can see what it's about automatically trying to make Trump a villain and put him on the same playing field as all those other dictators that are in this world. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll read you a quick uh, part of it. There's, there's talk about spreading rumor. Now listen to this. How about this? Meanwhile, and this is just a part of it, powerful voices in the U.S. from former President Trump to congressional Republicans were working to rebrand COVID-19 as the China virus, amplifying fringe theories that it had not been engineered, that it had been engineered by Chinese scientists. Wait a minute! Trying to rebrand COVID as the China virus? No, they were rebranding COVID as the China virus because it came from China. Now, listen to this. You have this Chinese spokesperson, and uh, his name, like I said, it is a very long report, Zhao Lijiang spokesman for China's foreign ministry. Listen to what Jing, um had to say. said the uh, uh, that the platform has expanded its policies to deal with, uh, by the way, this is from Twitter, expanded its policies to deal with misleading COVID-19 information, didn't address specific posts flagged by the uh, AP. Now here's what uh, Zhao tweets, right? The same day, that uh, this is on March 13th, not March 13th now. Excuse me, let me get my words right. Zhao posted a message of gratitude. Thank you for your support to me. Then he tweets that the virus might have come from the U.S. Army. Wait a minute now. That sounds like a conspiracy theory to me. And Iran's Supreme Leader Ali Khamenei also announced that COVID-19 could be the result of a biological attack. State media outlets reinforced Khamenei's message, drawing on foreign sources for validation. Tasnim News, for example, uh, the self-proclaimed 
Russian bioweapons expert to suggest, uh, by the way, quoting uh, Niku Lin is the name of this uh, publication, uh, suggesting the U.S. engineered the virus to target Japan. Think about this. Think about the madness of this, that the, that the, that COVID came from the U.S. to suggest the U.S. engineered the virus to target China. Javen Online, quoting Zhao's tweets to claim Chinese officials had evidence the U.S. was behind the pandemic. And it goes on and on, and it's just the longest report that you could ever see. But as soon as I saw that, and as soon as I saw Donald Trump being connected to the leaders, uh, to the other leaders and dictators throughout the world, I knew it was BS from the very beginning. I mean, un but think about what the other leaders are saying throughout the, the world as far as Khomeini goes and Putin and uh, Xi Jinping in China, saying that the U.S. started COVID to attack China. This was a world war without violence. It was started by China. It's the China virus because it came from China. And now the World Health Organization protecting China. It's the China Health Organization. This all, throw this into this cabal. Remember the well-funded cabal that Time Magazine wrote about? The well-funded cabal to not steal the election, but to fortify it. All of these forces working against Donald Trump. And in essence, with Donald Trump comes the Trump supporters. And that means conservatives in this country. There is a war against the conservative movement. And we as conservatives have got to start fighting back. That's why people showed up in Mar-a-Lago for Donald Trump today on President's Day. Because they know Donald Trump is a fighter. Donald Trump has advanced the conservative movement like only Mitch McConnell could dream of. You know, with this acquittal now, and hopefully we can move forward. And, it, you know, uh, uh, Donald Trump uh, you know, he continues to play golf. He's laying low right now. Listen, I get it. They, you know, it, allow Biden to mess things up as best as he can in the next 1,434 days. But whether Donald Trump runs in 2024 or he endorses someone in 2024, he isn't going anywhere. And the conservative movement is not behind Mitch McConnell. The conservative movement is firmly behind Donald Trump. There's now a clear choice in the Republican Party. You either can side with Mitch McConnell and continue to lose and remain the minority party in perpetuity, or you can go with Donald Trump and advance the Make America Great Again agenda. All indications, as far as I'm concerned, I've never seen people show up after Mitch McConnell was playing golf Thousands and thousands and thousands of people. Never seen that. I've never seen people chant, we love you at a Mitch McConnell rally. That shows me that the conservative movement is going to be advanced by Donald Trump, not Mitch McConnell. Mitch McConnell, get on board or get out of the way.